11 years. I, I can't believe it. Where has that time gone? And uh, when I think about that, I think about uh, more time. Uh, we, we've just passed 18 years in June uh, in Ireland, and uh, it seems like yesterday. And uh, it has come, it's gone, and uh, still much more to do. I was uh, sitting there tonight and thinking to myself, I could kind of get used to that because over there, I, I, you know, I do this and I do the announcements, you know. And uh, it's nice to come and just sit for a little bit before you have to uh, say everything, you know. And um, so anyway, I'm going to have to get one of those fellows to, uh, or loan, loan one out. I'll take him back. But uh, anyway, no, it's good to be with you, and uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for me to come by and share a few things about what's been happening in Ireland, and a uh, great opportunity for me to uh, be back for my mom's birthday and uh, celebrating uh, that, and so looking forward to uh, God's blessing in her life in, in the year to come. And uh, on another note... Um, uh, as I'm here, my wife is in Romania uh, tonight. Uh, she's there to celebrate an, a birthday, not her own, but uh, it's Carrie's birthday tomorrow. She, uh, Carrie and my mom have the same birthday, different year, but the same day, okay? And uh, so uh, Lisa uh, went to be with Carrie. Um, it's Carrie's first birthday away from home. And so it'd be a, a very special time. She's there in Romania, if you, and if you're not aware, Carrie's in Romania at Bible College. There's a, a small but a good Bible College, and, and it's a very affordable on uh, the European scale, uh, primarily, I think, because it's in Romania. And you might be thinking at this point, Romania, it sounds like it's something very close to Ukraine. And uh, Romania is rather close to Ukraine, but um, Carrie's on the far west side near the Hungarian border. Uh, she's in a good place and uh, very, very safe and secure. Uh, but uh, that being said, who, who's safe and secure from a nuclear strike, you know? With, so we're, we're in God's hands anyway, and um, uh, she's loving it there. She's in her second full year. She's done, um, uh, she did last year. Uh, went in October. We couldn't leave the country um, prior to that uh, because of the COVID issue, and it uh, was even more restricted to leave Europe um, to come this way. Uh, a lot of hoops and issues uh, to get through, but uh, so Carrie's there, settled in, and uh, doing very well. She's taking a, a Bachelor of Arts in Christian Ministries and uh, just involved in all sorts of things. Uh, on that as well, um, the college started, I think, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, and it, it uh, was all in Romanian initially, but they decided to, to put everything into English to uh, draw in uh, more Christian young people who were Romanian to teach them English, uh, and, and so they, they built up some students that way. And so Carrie does have the benefit of, of English-speaking classes. She, she likes that. Um, but the church she attends is in Romanian. The church is right there in front of the college, and uh, it's, a, it's a good place, uh, Maranatha Baptist Church in Caste, Romania. Uh, so one day, um, Carrie sent us a note last year, and she said, uh, I'm going to be singing in the choir. And we thought, how are you going to do that? Because she didn't know Romanian. But she, she had memorized the, the whole song, 
in the Romanian language, and um, she did really well. I was, I was uh, really surprised, and uh, she just was loving it. She's been trading violin lessons for Romanian lessons right now. She teaches violin, and so she, uh, she's been learning a lot of the language. So pray for Carrie um, there in that place, that the Lord would just uh, do a work in her heart, what he has in store for her in, in the days to come. And uh, a couple other updates. Um, Carissa is teaching music uh, back in, in uh, Waterford and uh, loving that. She's um, playing harp and, and piano and giving lessons uh, in church and in the community. Kaylee is um, teaching some music lessons as well, but she's taken on some special, I guess, I think how do you say, special needs assistant uh, coursework she did and uh, has gotten some certifications in that, and so she's been doing a little bit of uh, uh, care with some uh, kids and uh, in our community, and so uh, she really loves what she's doing there. And so that's um, a little bit of update. Caleb's here. Uh, he turned 17 and uh, uh, hasn't stopped growing, and um, he's kind of starting to look down on me, so pray for me, okay? Uh, challenges ahead. But anyway, hey, what a great day to be in church uh, talking about that weather. It's a fine summer's day on an Irish standard. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, a week and a half ago, I was dying when I got here in that 80 degree or whatever that was. Uh, we're on Celsius, but uh, this is a fine day. And uh, my favorite time of year, anyway, I love the autumn season, uh, the, the smell of the harvest, uh, corn and, and, and the things like that coming in and and uh, the, the, the leaves coming down and all of that, and it's just a beautiful time. Um, the problem in Ireland is it happens very fast because of all the, the wind. Uh, the leaves are gone in a couple of days, and so we don't get a bit of time uh, to enjoy it. So I always like to be back at this time of year, and uh, it's a great blessing for me. So yeah, it's a great day to be in church, to be inside, and uh, instead of sitting out in your car and fiddling with a phone or something like that, you know, people do that these days. But uh, hey, you come in and uh, get your Bible out, and you can do that because we're going to look in the Word of God in just a moment. You can be turning to Isaiah uh, chapter number 53. You, you'll be familiar with that passage, but as you're going there, I'll give you a few more uh, things of update. Uh, we, we've survived the, the COVID thing um, you know, we got it and went through that and uh, had, had a very stringent lockdown, um, police on the streets, uh, you know, you checkpoints. We weren't allowed to go anywhere uh, other than medical appointments or groceries. And uh, early on, uh, my family was able to get an exemption for travel to go to our building for live streaming, uh, which we had to learn to do because we didn't know how to do that. And um, as we... As we did, we, we thought of many things. Uh, over the years, we had been praying for a building to, to meet in. We had been meeting for a long time in a hotel conference room. And uh, the Lord um, just never let us out of that. We had a good relationship there uh, with the hotel and the staff. But over the years, uh, staff had come and gone. And in the course of time, we, we didn't have the same connectivity with management that we, we used to have. And a long story short, the Lord opened up a door of opportunity in 2017, November of 2017, to relocate 
out of the hotel and into a, uh, a unit where we could be 24-7. It was a great blessing. Um, it, it was in shambles, it was a mess, it was a hair salon, and uh, you may remember some of those things. Uh, it, it, was, it was like abandoned as, uh, like the last day was yesterday, and, and uh, the chairs were in there with the sinks attached to them, and, and, and all of that gear came complete with a floor covered in hair. What a mess. But um, anyway, we, we cleaned the place out. Uh, we sold the, the gear that we were told, uh, if you move in, you can have the stuff. And uh, so we sold the stuff and uh, sold the chairs. And uh, we were able to purchase new ceiling tiles with the, with the funds from that. Uh, supporting church um, uh, sent some money for chairs. You folks had sent some funds along the way we used to uh, paint and um, fix up the flooring and, and those things. And um, it, within a month's time, we converted that into our church. And uh, you probably have seen some pictures along the way I may have sent. And a beautiful place now. Uh, it was, it was um, uh, wallpapered in, in brick, all right? But it wasn't quite as nice as this. It was gray. It was dark gray. It, it, uh, it, it really gave you the idea of a prison cell. So we took all that down and uh, painted it uh, color similar to what you have up on the wall here, brightened it up, and uh, just it's a real blessing. The issue, uh, we were enjoying all of that, but we did not know, uh, and I don't assume that you had any forewarning, because if you did, you should have let me know, but I didn't know the COVID thing was coming. It kind of caught me by surprise. It wasn't uh, forewarned. But as we thought about that, if we had still been meeting in the hotel, we would have been without a place to meet uh, because the hotel shut down. Everything in town shut down uh, except for the grocery store, the post office, uh, banks. By certain times, you could go to the bank. Um, hardware stores were open, but uh, only for trade people. And so we were very, very restricted. And if uh, we had no place to meet, we didn't know what we would have done. Um, we, we didn't quite have all that technology at home and, and so on. So it was a great blessing to have the building. It was a great answer to prayer to get an exemption and to uh, pull up to the checkpoint, get stopped and say, I'm a pastor, I have a church, and we're going to do live streaming. And they would smile and say, carry on. And uh, it, it was a great blessing. We saw some of the same officers um, on some occasions. In fact, they, we, we live 15, 15 minutes out of town, and um, they, they set up uh, two kilometers from our house one day on a Sunday morning. And uh, as I pulled up, I noticed it was one of the officers I'd seen on several occasions. And he said, oh, going to live stream? And I said, yes. And he said, who you got? I said, my family. And, he said, and I said, and a few others today. Uh, I've got a few others with me. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, in the back. Um, I've got a few in the back. And so he wanted to know who they were. And I said, well, we're taking puppets today because I'm tired of just looking at a, at a little lens and nobody's sitting there. So we're putting up puppets and, and uh, I'm going to preach to them. And so he thought that was a great idea. So anyway, uh, we did that. But uh, anyway, what a blessing to have the building and uh, in, after the lockdown, we were able to get back into things really um, uh, in the spring of this year. Uh, people were back, and uh, the Lord was blessing. And uh, as, as uh, everyone began to come back out, 
and uh, we've been able to preach and teach the Word of God, and um, uh, I, I enjoy that. Uh, I enjoy the Scripture, and I enjoy preaching it and teaching it to people uh, that want to hear it. Um, people aren't busting the door down, and people aren't flinging their door open when I show up, uh, but um, people come, and people do open a door, and people do listen, and, and people have gotten saved, and that's the point of why we're there. Um, still, after 18 years uh, in knocking on doors and meeting people, talking to people, and uh, the American accent uh, comes out, um, people say, are you here on holiday? And uh, that's their word for vacation. And, and um, if my wife's with me, she would always say, yeah, this has been an 18-year holiday. We're still here. And, uh, you know, but uh, that's, that's the mindset because in the Irish mind, um, they really, other than, other than the tourist aspect, they really don't know why you would want to come because they can't stand the weather. It's gray skies. It's daylight today with a bit of drip and drizzle in it and uh, a, a wind all the time and uh, cool and the Irish want to go out. They, they're very proud. They love their country. They love their heritage, but they want to go away. Uh, they, will, they go to Spain, Portugal, Canary Islands. They go someplace where there's lots of sun and lots of heat, and they can't understand why, after 18 years, we are still there. And uh, it gives opportunity for great witness and to, to be able to share with them that this is a place God called us, this is a place that God has knit our heart to and for a purpose, and that's to share the message that Jesus saves. Um, they, they have been put off with religion, um, and that has really become a, a, a more of a challenge these days. Every, every, you know, most missionaries will say, my field is hard. Well, okay, my field is hard too. But it, it's, it's hard in the sense that people have become very apathetic on the whole scale of religion in Ireland. They, they were very moral people historically, down through the, the uh, recent time anyway, uh, up until maybe the last five to eight years. Uh, in the last five to eight years, things have transitioned. That's an interesting word today, isn't it? Transitioned? Well, that's what's happened in Ireland. Uh, we have now voted in uh, legalized abortion on demand. We didn't have that. It was illegal in all cases. You had to go out of the country uh, to have an abortion. Uh, that's now legal. We now have voted in the equality law. It's, a, it's an interesting one, too, because the, all of the equality that's brought in created a conflict for me, and I don't get treated equally now because we, we've uh, now made it acceptable for the whole issue of, of gay marriage in, uh, in Ireland. And um, uh, that whole realm has taken over into even governmental uh, positions within the country. And uh, we have leaders of our country that are involved in that. And um, the things that are being pushed in the education system at the age of five would, would make you sick. It is terrible. And uh, don't even want to get into discussing it. But um, this is where we've gone, and, and um, we're transitioning. And the thing that's coming up next, probably within the next year, is we'll be faced with bringing on board a, a, some form of a euthanasia law. 
and uh, we'll be able to, you know, kill them when they're young, kill them when they're old, and if we don't like you in the middle, we can deal with you there too. It, it, but this is where Ireland is today, a country that was very religious but lost, a country that was very uh, moral and upright, at least on the outlook, on the, on the outside, uh, has, has just disintegrated, and it's a very, very godless society. And uh, when you think about that, how would you view your society here where you're living? Things, things are, are changing here uh, as well. And uh, that gives us um, uh, a, a little prodding that we need to be the light, we need to be the salt that we've been called to be. These are two things that we're told that we are in Christ. We're salt and light. And those things are to make a difference. The lights sure make a difference tonight. Now that it's dark outside at this time, uh, I'm, I'm glad for the light. And uh, my mom made dinner tonight, and uh, she put a little salt on the things, and, and it made a difference. It makes some flavor. And this is what we are to be, a, a, a light shining forth and, and putting forth some flavor into this world to impact people for the cause of Christ. And so as we came back from the lockdown, we had our holiday Bible club this year, uh, VBS, uh, five days, Monday to Friday, three hours each day, and uh, it, it was full on uh, three hours. Um, and uh, I, I'm very blessed and grateful for my wife, for my kids, because um, for the whole 18 years, it's been a group team effort, and uh, everybody puts a hand to the plow, and, um, and we all work together. And it was really great this year, uh, coming out of COVID, to have a couple of folks from our church who wanted to be there every day uh, to help and to participate. In Ireland, we, uh, I'm not sure what you have to do here, but in Ireland we have to, uh, anybody that works with children in any capacity has to be guard vetted or, or police, uh, police background checked and all of that. So it's a bit of a procedure and uh, you just don't show up and say, I want to work with the kids at Bible Club this year. We, we've got to plan ahead for that and, and people did and committed themselves to it and, and it was really great. And, and we, we had uh, five kids in the age group that we were working with from 5 to 12, five kids from our church uh, in that group. All five of our kids came, and they brought some friends, and, and our, our numbers were 16. So um, the majority of the kids that came were visitors on top of our five. And so that was exciting because last year we, we couldn't do anything. And uh, so what a great blessing. And also at the end of the week, we had one that trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior. That was, that was fabulous. Um, and as I look back on the week, the Lord was doing a lot of things in the kids' lives. As uh, we were sharing uh, things from Proverbs and, and speaking to them, the Word of God, and uh, they'd raise their hand uh, uh, about the Lord doing this and that and come and share with us and so on. But it was interesting to, to note that God was doing something in the hearts of the people that were coming to help, and uh, it was fascinating. They, they uh, really were moved and changed. And isn't that the way it is when you get involved serving the Lord? Uh, beyond just being a spectator, so to speak, all right? And um, it's a great blessing to be involved. That's what we're to be, involved in the work of the Lord. All right, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
Our labor is not in vain when we're working for the Lord with the right heart, the right spirit, and uh, we, we serve him. And so that was a blessing. And another blessing I'll share with you, and then we'll get into Isaiah 53, and that is uh, we had two people saved um, as well in the last year. And uh, a lady who had been coming for a long time, uh, my wife had met her in town, and uh, she invited her out, and she became, uh, began to come, and has come for a long time, and has watched, and she has come very faithful, but had never trusted Jesus Christ as her Savior. There was something holding her back. We had met many times. We've discussed uh, the plan of salvation at length, uh, and um, uh, there was just something there, uh, and, and there was an issue in her life. And, and it had to do with anger and bitterness. And uh, th th those are two things that can really cause a disaster in your life. And, and as a lost person, this was what was holding her back from trusting the Lord as her Savior. She couldn't understand why, that question why, this what happened and this had gone on. And uh, finally when she come to the place where, where she set that aside and she realized that Jesus Christ in, in spite of what had happened in life, loved her and sent his son for her. Uh, she called upon him to be her savior. That was a blessing in this last year. And, and with that, the added blessing was her teenage daughter trusted Jesus Christ as well. Uh, different point in time, but uh, in this last year. And so there were, there were a few blessings to share with you. Pray for us. Uh, be going back on Friday. And uh, pray that uh, we get above the remnants of whatever is coming through Florida, as it probably will be up in our, our flight zone by the end of the week. And so hopefully we get uh, no issue there. But pray for us. Uh, pray for us going into uh, the end of autumn and into winter, uh, Christmas time. Great opportunity in Ireland for us. And uh, so you just be praying the Lord would use us as we finish out. 2022. It will be to the end of the year before we know it. So keep us in prayer. Uh, be around for a bit afterwards if you have any questions. I'll try to answer anything about that. One other note, in, uh, ec economically, um, uh, things there are facing the same as here. Um, uh, our gasoline is, is running around $8 a gallon. just depends on the day. But when you convert the liters to gallon and the euro to the dollar, um, we're, we're in that neighborhood, and so um, that's that. Uh, on, a, on a positive note, for the first time in our 18 years in Ireland, we're, we're coming out even on the dollar to euro at the moment, or, or very close anyway. Uh, over the years, we've always lost on the dollar going in, and um, certain years it was horrific, and other years it was okay. And uh, currently, it's a great blessing. So um, uh, praise the Lord for that. And uh, we've faced a little bit of difficulty with the Brexit. Um, uh, England moved out of the EU. They were our biggest trading partner. We're an island, so things have to be imported. And it's very costly now because of added tariffs, duties, um, that kind of thing. And uh, it creates, uh, creates a lot of havoc and hassle and uh, that has driven prices up. And uh, so our, the availability that we used to have in the country has diminished. Um, certain things we don't see anymore because they were coming through England and uh, were produced in England. And so now 
there's a bit of challenge that way, but um, the Lord is good. He's meeting our needs. Uh, I'm not starving, and uh, we stay dry because we have a nice place to live, and um, so we thank the Lord for his blessings. We thank him for your faithfulness in supporting us 18 years there and uh, looking forward to what God has in the future. Isaiah 53, uh, you're familiar with the passage beginning in verse number one, who hath believed our report, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. I'm not going to read the whole passage of scripture um, because I'm, I'm assuming that you're familiar with it, but if we drop down to verse number six, I'm, I'm sure this will ring a bell with you. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And as you read through that, you find what our Lord went through, what he faced, the opposition, the despisement, the rejection, uh, man of sorrows, and, and so on. Uh, I want to focus in just for a few moments on verse number six in that aspect of sheep. Sheep. Uh, in 18 years in Ireland, I've seen my fair share of sheep and uh, gotten to love sheep. Um, I like looking at them out the window. I like looking at them when I'm inside, and there's some of it on my plate. Uh, I'm not fussy. Uh, I, I like sheep. Uh, but I, I've watched them over the years. I didn't grow up around sheep, but in Ireland, we, we have a field right next to us, and, and they're plentiful. You, you don't drive very far without seeing sheep. And uh, they're, they're most interesting creatures to watch and to observe, you can learn a lot from the sheep. And tonight I just want to share a couple of things with you uh, on this thought. My responsibility as a sheep. My responsibility as a sheep. And I want you to think with me. Through the context, through the mindset of a sheep, all right? The world is trying to teach us that we came from animals, you know? They want to teach us we came from a monkey or some amphibian. And uh, boy, that permeates Ireland. And uh, we're, not, we're not into that. You, know that. you know that God has taught us in his word that he created man, Genesis 1, in his image, in his likeness. And something special was done with the man. Man was designed for a relationship with God. And uh, God wanted to have fellowship with man. And that was all headed in the right direction till the man listened, gave a listening ear, and bowed the knee to another voice and uh, plunged humanity into sin with a choice, a simple choice. We have a responsibility as a sheep. And so think about it tonight that you are the sheep because biblically speaking, the context of, of of uh, many passages of scripture, we are likened unto sheep. And we have responsibilities. You know, I look out at the sheep through my window or driving down the road, and I, I think to myself, you know, what responsibility do they have? And, and as you watch them, they don't seem to have a care in the world, and they don't seem to have any responsibility. And sometimes in life, we, we seem to think we might like it that way. No responsibility. We all would like to have no care in the world and, uh, and so on. But there are great responsibilities that, that come with sheep. Sheep are mentioned 
many, many times, probably the most mentioned animal in Scripture. And as we think about that, uh, I came across a quote uh, by Charles Spurgeon. He said this, some Christians try to go to heaven alone in solitude. I often think about people who, who just want to go out uh, way up north or uh, some, some solitary place and, and live alone. You know, that sounds real good for a while, but you know what? We are relational beings, and that's what God was intending from the beginning, relationship. And uh, he, he said, some Christians try to go to heaven alone in solitude, but believers are not compared to bears or lions or other animals that wander alone. Those who belong to Christ are sheep in this respect, that they love to get together. And as I looked at the sheep, they generally were always together. They were enjoying themselves together. He said, sheep go in flocks, and so do God's people. And tonight we look around and we see sheep. This is the flock here in Fostoria. And uh, this flock is gathered together. And there's, there's something special about being in the flock, being one of the sheep, okay? I watched um, at around Christmas time is, is when the lambing season comes, at least with our neighbor. Uh, he tries to have all of that happen early uh, to get ahead for the spring lamb season. And uh, so around Christmas time, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And uh, I, I walk over and I see the newborn lambs and uh, they're, they're cute and fluffy and cuddly and, and all of that and uh, full of excitement. And uh, in, in, in a few months' time, they're, they're turned loose out in the field. And uh, they, they have fun together. It's interesting to watch those little sheep. Uh, some of them, they, they bounce on all four straight up in the air and, and they do flips and they do all kinds of funny things. And, and as you watch them, they, you, you see the, the mom sitting there chewing away and, and saying, you know, I sure wish I had some of their energy. I'm sure that's what they're saying. Uh, but they, they are gathered together and just enjoying the fellowship. And, and that's the way it's meant to be in the flock enjoying the fellowship with one another when things are right with us, with each other, and with our God. There's a great blessing of harmony and fellowship in all of that. But as we think about the sheep, we have a couple of thoughts tonight, and one is, though they are prone to wandering, sheep are meant to be led. Though they're prone to wandering, sheep are meant to be led. I watch the sheep, and, and, and oftentimes, one would begin to stray off. And there's a few reasons for that. And, and usually, it's because this one thinks that there's greener grass over there. You've got this whole field, and it's green. But on the other side of the fence, it's got to be greener. And as you watch, that one will kind of drift off by itself, and it will begin to push upon the fence. I've watched them push long enough and hard enough that some of the old wooden fence posts would break off, and before you know it, they would be out. But they would just kind of drift off. Sheep are prone to wandering, but they're meant 
to be led. And this is the case for you and me. We're prone to wonder. Do you ever, you ever stop and think about the two perfect people in Genesis chapter 3? Not a lot of time, I don't think, went by before they wandered. They drifted and listened to something else, some other thought, some other twisting of what God had said. And it got them off track. In fact, it was disastrous. And sometimes sheep get themselves into a disaster when they drift away and won't stick and stay and be led. So much better off. They're so much better off when they stay together and, and, and keep themselves where the farmer put them and what the farmer, you know, the, the farmer comes a couple of times a day. It brings them some supplemental feed. That's a blessing. Something besides the grass. They get something sweet, you know. And uh, the farmer makes sure they have water. And you know what else I've noticed? The farmer will take them in regularly because it's always wet and damp in the field and, and their, their hooves are always in the mud. And they have, they have a lot of problems with their feet because of that constant muddy moisture. And uh, he's always taking them over and caring for their hooves and their feet and, and so on. And uh, he deals with their coat, the, the, the wool, and um, the things that afflict them. They have a lot of afflictions. Uh, you know, the, the flies that uh, bother their eyes and, and in their nose and, and uh, the, the, the flaky things that show up uh, from parasites on their skin. And I watch how he treats them and cares for them. And, and, and uh, his whole family comes out. And they, it's a family get-together tending to these sheep, you know. And, and they come out there and, and the, the, his kids are hugging on those sheep and loving on those sheep. And, and the sheep love that, but there's always one that just wants to be difficult, you know. Doesn't want to move when they're told to move. Doesn't want to go where they're told to go and is resistant. Sheep are prone to wandering, but they're meant to be led. And we as sheep are meant to be led. The Bible tells us there in, in Isaiah 53, all we like sheep have gone astray. Many times in our life we are challenged to get off track to go astray, to do our own thing, to do it our way. We, we often think we know better than the shepherd. And in, in, in the context of the word of God, we, we know that there's a chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who leads and guides us. But in this flock, there, there is a shepherd, a man who has the responsibility for the care and the oversight of this physical flock under the chief shepherd. And how much better it is if we just walk in step as he walks in step with the Lord and we follow along. Though I forget him and wander away, well, yeah, still he doth love me whenever I stray. That's a blessing. I'm glad he loves us when we stray because we are prone to wandering. We're meant to be led. The Bible says in Psalm 78, verse 52, but he made his own people to go forth like sheep, and he guided them in the wilderness. Our God is a good God. He, he guides us. He leads us in the way. He, he looks at us in the sense that we are sheep. And 
being the almighty, all-knowing one, he certainly knows how to tend to sheep. And he guides us. He'll lead us. He's given us his word as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We live in the New Testament era. And because of that, we live in the church age. And the church is what God is using today. A lot of people that don't want to be in church. How's the attendance? You, you knocking the doors out, you know? Where are the people? I have a challenge trying to get people to come to church. And I suspect you probably do too. Uh, people just want to go off and do their own thing. I, I went and visited a man that had been coming to our church and um, hadn't seen him in some time. I'd sent him some notes, made a few phone calls. I finally went and made a visit. And I said, hey, just want you to know we've been missing you at church. And I was just wondering. I said, it's very possible maybe I've offended you or upset you. Or, you know, that's not beyond me. Uh, he said, but I was just curious, is there something wrong? And he said, you know, I work Monday to Friday, and I'm, I'm really busy. Saturday, I've got things to do around the house. And then he said this, Sunday, I've decided needs to be me time. I thought, oh, that's an interesting one, me time, and uh, on Sunday. And so he, he said, you know, I'm just, that's what I'm going to do right now. And um, the sad thing is that has a knock-on effect for the wife, for the teenage kids. And you know what I found? The wife wanted to come. The teenage kids saw, well, if dad's not going to lead and go, then we could do something else, you know. And uh, it, it, it had a knock-on effect. It's a real challenge. Hey, we need to gather together. We need to be led and, and guided, and we need this thing called the church. It's what God's using in our lives. This place affords so many things. It, it helps us to stay, stay structured in our lives. It helps us to stay accountable in our lives. It helps us to stay in step in our lives. We sang the hymn tonight. I, I kept my book and kept it open. God leads us along. You know, I'm not going to go and refer to all the, all the verses of that song, but if, if you think back to what you were singing tonight, God leads. How often in our lives as a sheep do we want to be the leader? You know, God has designed and called people to be leaders. In a church, he's called the pastor to lead. And he's given people under that opportunity to lead in classes and so on. In the home, God has called for someone to be the leader. In our world, God has instituted government. And there are people who are leaders. But you know, in all of those aspects of leadership, there, there can be some breakdown and failure and so on. But nevertheless, God has instituted these things, these positions of leadership. And as sheep, we are meant to be led. And oh, how we need to follow. Another thought, and I'll just give you a couple of more here, and we'll, we'll finish up for prayer time. But though prone to wandering, sheep are meant to stay in the flock. Sheep are, sheep are meant to be led, but they're meant to, to stay together in the flock. 
you know, it, it's, a, it's a real disaster if, if one of the sheep goes out into one of the far fields that we can see from our house and uh, up there the fences are faced with the elements, right? And where I live, uh, the elements are there. We get the wind off the sea. And, um, you know, when, when the storms come, sometimes it's uh, 70 to 90 mile an hour winds for the day, you know? We don't have that all the time, but, but when it comes, we know it's there. It's, uh, it moves you around. But they go up there, and if you're up there and the fence is in rickety condition, um, it's a disaster if you go beyond the fence because we're at the end of the line. Uh, it's, it's the Irish Sea, the Atlantic Ocean, right there. And it's not just walking out. It's off the cliff, and down you go. And uh, it is a disaster. And you know what? I've read a few stories over the last couple of years uh, of certain animals that had gone off the cliffs. Um, cow, horses, and yes, the sheep. And in going off the cliff, they met their doom. They met demise. They met disaster. They wandered away. They got away from where they were supposed to be. Psalm 119, 176 says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. What a wonderful blessing to have the word of God, to hide it in our heart. And a um, good thing to do with our children at a young age, because all of us are prone to wander. And you know what? So many times when people wander away, and somewhere through the course of their life, they've tucked the word of God in. It's interesting what God does with that word. The word of God, the commandments of scripture come forth and bring conviction and challenge. And God can use that to get us back to where we need to be. Oh, we need to avoid the wandering, the going astray. Let me just give you the last one and, and we'll finish here. Though prone to wandering, sheep are meant to be contented and thankful. This is a great blessing if you learn in whatsoever state you are therewith to be content. Um, it didn't take us long to figure out that it's wet a lot of the time. 200 plus days of wet. You try to ch uh, plan church picnics and things with you know, that in mind. We learn to adapt culturally like the Irish. And you just plan it and you go with it. You take a jacket, you take a hat. Because if you didn't, you'd be a hermit and you'd be stuck inside all the time. You know? And I don't mean to tell you those things to say that we never have a nice day. We have beautiful days and we had a fabulous summer this year, the best summer we had in 18 years. But nevertheless, you, know, you plan and you go and you just do it. You, you, you have to go. And you have to learn to be content. You, have to be, you know, we, we thank the Lord for the rain. You know, it, it's amazing in Ireland with all the rain and wet that we deal with. It's, it's funny how dusty it gets in our house. My wife, my wife cleans, okay? Uh, she she keeps, a, keeps a tidy, tidy place. And, and she'll say, I just dusted this. You know, last week I just dusted all this. Where did this come from? It's amazing. Yeah. But we have to learn to just be content. 
You know, so many things will come our way in life that will cause discontentedness. Think about what it is that causes you to be discontent as a sheep. You know, sometimes the sheep, they head off thinking they know best. Sometimes they, they think that, um, well, it's better over there. You know, they, they look over and they see other sheep and some other pasture, and they think, well, well what the, what, what's a farmer doing for them? You know, that he's not doing for me. Maybe I'll go there, you know. And, and, and we begin to become discontent, you know, in, in the first world that we live in here in the United States of America with all that we have. We, many of us have grown up accustomed to and, and very used to this, this building, a choir, instruments, orchestra, multi-purpose down there, you know, and we, 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 we see that. But you know what? With the availability of all that we have, why is it that we are so easily discontented with some of the silliest and simplest of things? It's amazing. The sheep are meant to be contented. There's nothing greater than to look out my window and see those sheep lying down, munching away on the grass in their mouth and just basking in the rain. <laughs> Sitting there in the rain. And they do. And it's just like, hey, this is great. <laughs> and they carry on. You know, I, I just giving you a few thoughts and, and, and I've condensed tonight, just, but I want you to think about those things with me. As a sheep, realize you and I are prone to wandering, but God has some intentions and expectations for us. There is some responsibility for us as sheep. And, and you think about that as we conclude tonight. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the evening, for the time to be here, to, to give a bit of an update and to share a bit of your word. I pray that you'd use it in all our lives tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as sheep 